This is Front Porch Radio News on WKOM Columbia. A man faces charges for evading arrest, driving under the influence, and more after leading law enforcement in Franklin County on a high-speed chase. Deputy C. Luis Donaldo Camposeco Pascual led authorities on a high-speed pursuit that originated in Deckard Friday afternoon. Officials say the vehicle was traveling at an incredibly dangerous rate of speed and endangering other motorists. Camposeco Pascual is currently being held in the Franklin County Jail on a $75,000 bond. He faces charges of evading, aggravated assault, DUI, and other charges. Country musician Craig Morgan enlisted into the U.S. Army Reserve this weekend during a live show at the Grand Ole Opry. Morgan, an Army veteran, was sworn in as a staff sergeant on Saturday in front of a sold-out crowd at the Opry. He previously served 17 years in the Army in the Army Reserve with 101st and 82nd Airborne Division as an E-6 staff sergeant and fire support specialist. Morgan will continue his civilian music career while serving in the Army Reserve. He'll be assigned to Redstone Arsenal in Alabama. A new study from Smart Asset found that in the U.S., the highest-earning Americans are moving to Florida, Texas, and North Carolina. To go along with those three states, in the top ten, Tennessee was ranked number six. The volunteer state saw a net migration of just shy of 4,000. Studies' rankings are based on the migration of tax filers in each state with a minimum of a $200,000 adjusted gross income. How hot is it? Police in Burbank, California, responded to a report of a bear sighting in a residential neighborhood and discovered the animal sitting in a homeowner's jacuzzi. After that short dip, the bear climbed over a wall and headed to a tree behind the home, cool and refreshed. Your front porch forecast, sunny 91 today, partly cloudy 68 tonight, mostly sunny 87 tomorrow. I'm Ron Jordan, Front Porch Radio News. Here we go. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hello and welcome to Tennessee Home and Farm Radio. I'm Thomas Camps. If you find yourself buying most of your food outside of a grocery store, you're not alone. Michael Clements has more on a new study from the Department of Agriculture that shows consumer spending habits are changing. USDA's Economic Research Service's Food Expenditure Series shows consumer spending preferences are changing. Danny Munch, American Farm Bureau Federation economist, says most notably, food away from home spending has exceeded food at home spending. Spending away from home surpassed food at home spending by over $300 million last year, the largest gap ever. The biggest categories there are full-service restaurants at about 34% of spending away from home and quick service restaurants at about 34% of food away from home. Food sold at merchandise stores and vending machines have gone up, the largest increase for food spending away from home. Munch says there are many ways consumers are changing how they purchase food. Traditionally, grocery stores consistently captured the largest market share of what people were purchasing to eat at home. That percentage has gone down significantly. So for instance, in 1999, grocery stores accounted for 72% of all at-home expenditures. Last year, that had dropped down over the course of 25 years to 50% of at-home spending. Much of that decline was because of the growth of warehouse clubs and super centers and home delivery. Munch says there are regional differences in the data as well. So for instance, in rural northeast states like New Hampshire and Maine, food costs on average are already higher than the rest of the country, but because they have such high rural populations, folks eat at home more often, so they spend more money on food at home versus places like Hawaii, Nevada, which has Las Vegas and Florida, where there's much more tourism happening and people spend a lot more money away from home. I mean, it's important for farmers to be aware of these changes because it influences is how their products are ultimately sold. Learn more on the Market Intel page at FB.org. Michael Clements, Washington. Whether you get your food at a grocery store, restaurant, or somewhere else, we can all remember that a farmer worked hard to grow it. For Tennessee Home and Farm Radio, I'm Thomas Camps. Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. We apologize for the late start this morning. Technical difficulties, it is Monday. In fact, it's Monday, July 31st, 
And we're going to start with local news. The long-awaited final vote by the Murray County School Board on whether to allow the organization of an American Classical Academy charter school resulted in a denial on Thursday. The proposal to bring an ACA school to Murray County has been a polarizing process, which has generated differing opinions about whether the school would provide an educational as well as financial benefit. The application was previously denied in April, but was granted a 60-day appeal that would have expired at the end of July. The vote was initially taken last week during a special called meeting, but was unable to garner the six votes needed either in favor or opposing the application. The lack of votes was due to two board members not being present. Therefore, another special called meeting was scheduled for last Thursday to meet the 60-day deadline. Had no vote been taken, the application would have been approved by default. This has been something that is a divisive issue across our state, across our nation, and here we were basically 11 strangers from different ways of thinking to pull this together and determine what is best for the students of Murray County, School Board Chair Michael Fulbright said. Each of us have different views of what that is, but I have no doubt there are 11 people up here in a room full of people who only want the best for the children of Murray County. Even though we have different ways of looking at it, different expectations of what that looks like, we can at least walk out of here knowing we all share that goal as caring, concerned citizens of Murray County, he said. Chairman Fulbright, who has been openly in favor of establishing the charter school, initially motioned to approve the application during the Thursday meeting, but was unable to garner enough votes in support. The motion was then made to deny the application, which resulted in a narrow 6-5 to vote. American Classical Education, the umbrella company overseeing the charter school, can now appeal its application to the state, who could approve or deny it. ACE board member Dolores Gresham released a statement about the denial. The Murray County School Board sided with special interests instead of local students and families. It denied a high-quality classical public charter school for local families, a school that would bring time-tested instruction including phonics as an option to a community struggling with the continued illiteracy of its students, Gresham said. More than 7,000 Tennessee families have expressed interest in classical education, and a core of that group includes Murray County parents. In fact, hundreds of Murray County families voiced their desire for a tuition-free public school with a classical curriculum, she wrote. Gresham further criticized the board in failing its duty to students, as she saw it. They will continue to be forced to attend zoned schools that might not be the best fit for every child. Their families will not have additional curriculum or instruction options. The students will not have phonics, she said. Gresham assured that local ACE board members and its families are evaluating all options, including an appeal to the Tennessee Public Charter School Commission. Mealtown Music Fest is returning to Columbia on August 18th and 19th. It offers two days of outdoor music concerts by both local and touring artists. Also on hand to keep the sound alive will be DJ Scissorhands and DJ Catfish. The gates officially open at 11 a.m. on Friday, August 18th and close at 10 a.m. on Sunday, August 20th. More than 50 bands will be participating in the event. The first day will focus on country, rock, and metal bands. The second day is devoted to hip-hop, rap, and R&B. The music each day of the festival will begin at 1 p.m. and end at 1 a.m. Artists performing on Friday include Sidney Mays, San Pedro, King Lazy Eye, Quentin Wade, Zach Jennings, and others, as well as headliners Pull, Tennessee Holy Water, and Autumn Lies Buried. 
The second day will feature Enabler, FN Young Coke, RD, Capable, So Deezy, Ben Cold, and others. The featured artists on Saturday are Colt, Montgomery, Rob D, Grey Matter, and Derek Matthews. Both days will be closed out by EDM DJ Hampton. Vendor booths will also be on hand at the festival, as well as delicious food from Jelly Rolls Rolling with Jelly Food Truck. The food truck offers Nashville hot chicken tenders, fried fish, burgers, and chicken wings. Sides include fries loaded or plain or chips. Begun in 2015 as a downtown event spread out across many different venues, it has moved to 1804 New Highway 7 in Columbia. The space offers places for free tent camping and campers under 30 feet for a small fee. However, no camp or bonfires will be allowed on the property. Originally a low-key event that featured professional musicians and local school jazz bands, it is really amped up this year to be a mini Bonnaroo. All attendees will be asked to sign a waiver and security will be strictly enforced. Mule Town Music Fest is sponsored by Alienated Records, Space Vision Entertainment, Studio 65 South, and Houdat Podcast. Tickets can be purchased at graymatterofficial.ticketleap.com. Use code MULETOWN to receive 50% off any ticket purchase or multiple ticket purchases. Tickets begin at $10 for kids under 14 and $30 for adults. Keep up with things, all things Mule Town Music Fest on Facebook. Murray County Fire Department is accepting applications for their fall recruit class. The department provides fire and rescue services to 618 square miles in Murray County, Tennessee. In addition, the team offers public fire education, CPR certification classes, and smoke detector installations to the citizens of Murray County. No previous experience is required to join the annual recruit class. Murray County Fire Department training program helps you obtain the skills, certifications, and state-level requirements to become a support member or firefighter. Visit murraycountyfiretn.org forward slash recruits and fill out an application today. Looking for a new career in law enforcement? Murray County Sheriff's Department announced on July 26 that they are hiring for multiple positions. Current open positions include communication dispatcher, correctional officer, deputy, and sheriff administrative clerk. To apply, visit www.murraycounty-tn.gov forward slash jobs. Join Murray Alliance for a legislative lunch featuring Congressman Andy Ogles for a stimulating discussion around the current issues facing our business community and nation. This exclusive event offers the opportunity for you to engage with one of our federal representatives and gain valuable insights into current legislative matters. You may submit questions in advance by emailing them to nperry, that's N-P-E-R-R-Y, at murrayalliance.com. The event will take place on August 15th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Puckett's in downtown Columbia, located at 15 Public Square. The cost is $25 for Murray Alliance members and $30 for non-members. The Columbia Mayor's Youth Council consists of Murray County High School students selected by a panel who will have the opportunity to serve as a council member until graduation if they choose. Applications for the 2023-24 Columbia Mayor's Youth Council class will go live on August 1st. Through the Mayor's Youth Council, students in Columbia will grow to become the next leaders of our city, and their participation will create a foundation for expanding our population of informed high school students. In addition, a council of student representatives will create an ideal avenue for local politicians to interact and learn from their constituents. Applications for the 2023-24 Columbia Mayor's Youth Council class will go live on August 1st. Learn more 
at www.columbiatn.com. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. James Thomas Tommy Beard, 70, a retired employee of Nissan, a former employee of Oaks and Nichols, and a lifelong resident of Santa Fe, Tennessee, died on Thursday, July 27th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Beard will be conducted on Monday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Knob Creek Cemetery. Mr. Samuel Thomas Rather, Sr., 91, a retired electrician for Union Carbide and a resident of Columbia, died Sunday, July 30th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Rather will be conducted Wednesday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rock Springs Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 to 7 p.m. with a Masonic service following at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have plenty of sunshine today with a high of 91 degrees. Winds will be out of the north-northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies and a low of 64 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7 your hometown source for news and information. 
I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee is beginning to sound doubtful that his policy response to the deadly shooting at the Covenant School in March, which took the lives of six, will get legislative approval. But the Republican governor continues to push forward his ideas and remains hopeful the special session can produce legislation to make Tennessee safer. Still, with three weeks to go before the August 21st special session, he hasn't yet finalized an alternative plan. Lee first pitched his proposal in April, just a few weeks after the Covenant shooting, as a direct response to the tragedy, saying Tennesseans deserve a vote on the policy, which would allow the courts to remove firearms from those considered a danger to themselves or others. Lawmakers were reluctant to take it up before adjourning, so Lee immediately committed to calling a special session for the legislature to consider it. While Lee said he still plans to introduce his proposal to establish extreme risk orders of protection, he seems doubtful that his controversy, controversial bill rather, will pass. You know, whenever you bring a piece of legislation, you certainly hope that it does, Lee told reporters during a news conference Friday, but that's up to the General Assembly, he said. Only seven members of the legislature have publicly shared support for the governor's proposal. The governor declined to say Friday whether he has identified a Republican senator to sponsor his legislation. No bill can pass without being filed in both chambers. Lee said he is really encouraged by the conversations he's had with more than 100 lawmakers since the legislature adjourned this spring in hopes for a very productive session. Lawmakers have shared widely varying ideas for other legislation around public safety, though public feedback has overwhelmingly been in support of gun reforms. As a result of the special session, which could cost $124,000, the governor hopes for legislation that can improve public safety for Tennesseans. His team, his team is working to come up with other proposals as well and taking feedback from lawmakers behind closed doors. Among the alternative proposals, Lee said he plans to bring forward proposals around juvenile justice, mental health, and violent crime. When pressed, he declined to provide details, saying that more information would come in the next three weeks. We haven't defined the language on them yet, Lee told reporters on Friday. Officials with Penske Entertainment and the Music City Grand Prix are set to announce plans to host IndyCar's 2024 season finale on the streets of Nashville. On a yet-to-be-unveiled course, multiple sources with direct knowledge of the series' plans told IndyStar and the Tennessean, IndyCar will crown a champion on historic lower Broadway, those sources said. An announcement is expected to come August 3rd, ahead of IndyCar's third visit to Nashville streets. In concert with, a race, with race news, IndyCar is expected to announce plans to hold the series' season-ending banquet days after the season finale in Nashville. It had been held at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum in recent years. The sources spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss the plans publicly. The revamped street course layout is expected to use several blocks of historic Broadway in downtown Nashville near the Cumberland River, Country Music Hall of Fame, and Bridgestone Arena, home of the NHL's Nashville Predators. Notably, the city serves as the headquarters of Bridgestone Americas and armed the, and armed the parent company of IndyCar's longtime tire manufacturer. Currently, the series uses a 2.17-mile track that circles a large portion of the parking space for Nissan Stadium, the home of the Tennessee Titans, before zipping down the Korean War Veterans Memorial Bridge, touching briefly in downtown Nashville via five tight, slow corners, then heading back up the other side of the bridge. 
The race's start-finish line currently stands midway down the stadium's east side, allowing the promoters to use its east side club as high-end hospitality space for the weekend that features additional races and concerts. At the moment, it's unclear where the bridge, which serves as a major promotional focus and is a racing oddity, will return to its newest layout. And now our final story of the day. Using tongues so long, Gene Simmons would be green with envy. The Komodo Dragons slowly explored their new digs at the Nashville Zoo last week. Funds for the enclosure, the largest in the Americas, were donated by the Patton family, who were on hand for the VIP reception. The new habitat is built to house two male and three female adult Komodo dragons and is located on the path to the zoo's HCA Veterinary Healthcare Center. It offers visitors a chance to safely watch as the Komodo dragons run for treats during their keepers' talks and demonstrations. The new habitat also allows for winter viewing with an indoor enclosure to keep the dragons warm during colder months. Komodo dragons have a healthy appetite and generally prey on smaller mammals, though they have been known to take down animals as large as a horse or a water buffalo. An imposing predator, the Komodo dragon is listed as endangered primarily due to habitat loss and is on the International Union for the Conservation of Nature's red list with less than 1,400 left in the wild. Known as the largest lizard in the world, an adult Komodo dragon can reach up to 10 feet long and weigh more than 300 pounds. By comparison, the eldest male Komodo dragon resident at the Nashville Zoo, Lil Sebastian, weighs in at a dainty 200 pounds and is only 9 feet long. The Nashville Zoo is committed to preservation and conservation of this endangered species and hopes to have even more Komodo dragons as the exhibit grows. As part of a conservation effort, the zoo has partnered with the Komodo Survival Program through the Species Survival Plan, an initiative created by zoos to help promote the long-term survival of various species to help protect Komodo dragons in their native habitat. Learn more at nashvillezoo.org. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM-WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Do you have a loved one who's either in long-term care or going to be soon? Are you worried about losing everything you own, everything that you've worked for your entire life? If so, we can still do crisis planning and protect the majority of your property. If you have a loved one in this situation, call me, Estate Plan Stan at Prochowski Estate Law. From a little information, I will generate a written report explaining how much property we can protect. Don't go broke just because you require long-term care. Call me, 931-363-7222. 
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give y'all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Front Porch Radio News on WKOM Columbia. Country musician Craig Morgan enlisted into the U.S. Army Reserve this weekend during a live show at the Grand Ole Opry. Morgan, an Army veteran, was sworn in as a staff sergeant on Saturday in front of a sold-out crowd at the Opry. He previously served 17 years in the Army in the Army Reserve with 101st and 82nd Airborne Division as an E-6 staff sergeant and fire support specialist. Morgan will continue his civilian music career while serving in the Army Reserve. He'll be assigned to Redstone Arsenal in Alabama. A man faces charges for evading arrest, driving under the influence, and more after leading law enforcement in Franklin County on a high-speed chase. Deputy C. Luis Donaldo Camposeco Pascual led authorities on a high-speed pursuit that originated in Deckard Friday afternoon. Officials say the vehicle was traveling at an incredibly dangerous rate of speed and endangering other motorists. Camposeco Pascual is currently being held in the Franklin County Jail on a $75,000 bond. He faces charges of evading, aggravated assault, DUI, and other charges. A new study from Smart Asset found that in the U.S., the highest-earning Americans are moving to Florida, Texas, and North Carolina. To go along with those three states, in the top ten, Tennessee was ranked number six. The volunteer state saw a net migration of just shy of 4,000. Studies' rankings are based on the migration of tax filers in each state with a minimum of a $200,000 adjusted gross income. How hot is it? Police in Burbank, California responded to a report of a bear sighting in a residential neighborhood and discovered the animal sitting in a homeowner's jacuzzi. After that short dip, the bear climbed over a wall and headed to a tree behind the home, cool and refreshed. Your front porch forecast, sunny 91 today, partly cloudy 68 tonight, mostly sunny 87 tomorrow. I'm Ron Jordan, Front Porch Radio News.